Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to into the net fc the greatest football podcast in the history of the world let's not waste any more time i'm not even going to bother introducing myself because ladies and gentlemen manchester united is once again a great disappointment again not surprised should i be surprised no absolutely not as everybody knows where I am in life right now as a football fan, I don't particularly have a favorite club. Well, there is one. That would be Real Madrid. But overall, I'm just a fan that loves the game. It's so much more than me being a sports writer and podcaster. But especially in the Premier League, to be an open fan that just loves the game, doesn't have a favorite club, you really take it to a point where you are greatly studying and following the art of football like I do. I've been following Chelsea, Tottenham, you know, I've been following the Premier League to the best of my ability. It's not surprising Manchester City is off to a dominant start because Manchester City is, well, well, they are that damn good. Now, the full focus right now is Manchester United for me. Because Manchester United is a team that I've been hoping to get get better again so we can see some more competition in the Premier League. Manchester United is awful. Now granted they have two wins, okay? But a win against Wolverhampton and against Nottingham Forest, okay, they're wins. But then again, you get embarrassed by Arsenal and by Tottenham. That's something else. Now this game today against Arsenal, very frustrating for me because because of how bad the officiating was, this affects the reputation of the game. There's no question in my mind, Alejandro Garnacho was not offside. Because if you look clearly, that Arsenal defender, who I believe was William Saliba, 
fellow French compatriot of mine, he leaned in his forward. We saw it. So there's no question Garnacho was onside. So Manchester United should have had goal number two. Now, early on in the game, Arsenal, well, according to most accounts, my buddy, the fiercely opinionated Mr. Josh McSwain, who, for the record, is a strong supporter of Manchester United, he felt that Arsenal should, be, should have been awarded a penalty. So again, this is to solidify to where the game was heavily affected, the game's reputation, okay? Manchester United blew opportunities much like Arsenal did, but Arsenal was able to make the most of it when it really mattered, but... There was a bit of extra stoppage time that was added because it was supposed to be 8 minutes, but I swear a little bit more than that was added. Oh, I mean, you know, it was interesting that Marcus Rashford took the lead and then immediately Arsenal responded, okay? You know, I'm going too deep right now in this game, but I gotta get this out of the way before I go kind of go back to how uh, Manchester United is after four games. So. Man U briefly takes the lead. Arsenal wasted very little time in equalizing. And kind of seemed that after that the blown opportunities were basically happening. But Arsenal was putting up a tremendous amount of pressure on Manchester United. But Manchester United's defense, as bad as it is, and as unpredictable and as untrustworthy as it is, was somehow finding a way to, well, keep the game level. Up until a certain point, because... When the, ga when the game, the, the supposed game winner by Alejandro Garnacho was erased, that's really what doomed Manchester United. I mean, that's what killed their hope and everything. And then Arsenal took full advantage of it. You know, it is what it is. So, you know, me not being a, not being a diehard on menu, again, I don't have a club, I just love the game. But somehow you, you feel like, you feel I, I felt frustrated because again, this kind of officiating, these kinds of stupid mistakes, again it affects the game. But of course, you know everybody going on the whole anti-VAR kind of thing. I mean, again, VAR just shows what happened, but it's the referee that made the decision. So, so what's going on with Manchester United? Well. I was informed by my buddy, the fiercely opinionated one, Mr. Josh McSwain, that apparently the Glazers took the club off the market. Because that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the number one problem with Manchester United. The damn ownership. The Glazers. I've said this before, and I will say it again. Until the Glazers sell the club, there's no hope. As long as the Glazers are around, there's no freaking hope. It, what else is, is there for me to say, you know? The Glazers have got to go, and now that they're not, they're taking the team off the market, more Manchester United supporters are going to continue to protest, okay? There's going to be more mayhem and chaos. That's what I fear. But sometimes a, a, a change in ownership is the worst thing ever. I mean, look at Chelsea. You know, Chelsea off to even, I mean... This guy I work with who's a Chelsea supporter, you know, because there was a Manchester United fan at my work. And this guy, this Chelsea supporter, he, he works in the kitchen, but he, he briefly came out because, you know, when, when it's slow, you know, they, they go use the restroom or 
to do whatever uh, in, in the front of house before the, before uh, b before you know business really picks up. I mean, he briefly had words with that Man U supporter, and he told him, "Well, could be worse." I'm a, he's like, and I quote, "I'm a Chelsea fan, could be worse." So, but again, you know, he basically said. This is not about what Chelsea's going through. This is about Manchester United because Manchester United has a respectable amount of talent, which is true. <sighs> Eric Ten Hag needs to take responsibility, but guess what? I've said this probably two weeks ago after that loss at Tottenham. The whole team needs to take responsibility. You know, when I told Josh that there's a couple of things I want to say... One of the things he asked is if Anthony should be benched. Because Anthony has not been living up to expectations. Now granted, I get it, it's only been four games. And the, the amount of money that Manchester United paid to get Anthony is starting to bite them right in the butt. Look, Anthony has had his fair share of mistakes. And recently today, apparently Jaden Sancho took exception to something that Eric Ten Hag said regarding training. And... Jane Sancho claims that he's been he's basically being listed as the scapegoat. The whole Jane Sancho thing, I mean, unfortunately right now it kind of seems to be solidified another failed investment by Manchester United. Again, the Glazers have got to go. They've got to go. So that that, that was problem one. So. Talk about Anthony failing to uh, failing to perform, but again, it's not just Anthony. The the Manu midfield, the pace, the fitness, the athleticism, the speed. It's not where it needs to be. It's not at the level that we need it to be. The defense is already having some problems. I mean, it's the lack of depth that really, really concerns me along with the injuries because Rafael Varane is going to be out for a long time now. And of course, you know, when Harry Maguire was put in this game around, I think, the 65th or 70th minute, uh, well, we all know what, what, what kind of vibes kicked in then, especially for those Man United supporters because uh, they really dread uh, Harry Maguire, you know, stepping on the pitch. So, overall, so with the problems with the midfield, the problems in the defense, you know, I think the only positive thing from this game was the fact that we finally saw Rasmus Hulyund make his debut coming off the bench. Oh, man. So, when I mentioned that the midfield is lacking in athleticism, the pace, the speed, the agility, physicality, and everything... Overall, Manchester United is a completely disoriented team that is unmotivated. Let me say that again. A completely disoriented team with no motivation. And no motivation, what does that mean, no motivation? Well, this is it. No motivation means no direction. No motivation means no vision. No motivation means no mindset. No nothing. All the qualities that are required to have a winning team with unique chemistry, they are not there. They are not there. That's been the problem for a while, okay? 
this is the part where this is going to sound extremely, and I do mean extremely exaggerating. Because now fans want Eddie Ten Hag to be given the damn axe. Really? Really? Now, granted, Eric Ten Hag needs to take responsibility because of where the team is right now. Because again, no motivation. A disoriented team with no motivation with means no vision, no, you know, no mindset, you know, nothing. Yeah, I don't need to go through that again. Again, this is just me frustrated as a football fan. This is because, again, while I was a Manchester United fan as a kid, while Man U is still somehow in my heart, close to my heart, again, I'm nowhere near being the fan that jumped, the fiercely opinion one Mr. Joshua McSwain is, but still. But again, this shouldn't be talking from a a perspective from a being from whether or not you're a Man U supporter. I mean, this is from a, a perspective of the love and knowledge of the game. That when a team is that bad, it's embarrassing. It's bad. Again, it's not just the poor officiating that damages the reputation of the game. It's a team that has talent but they just can't get the damn job done. Instead, they get embarrassed. Uh, yeah, so, 10-year-old me, 10-year-old me that was a, a strong supporter of Manchester United would be extremely, well, God knows what kind of tyrant he would be on right now. But again, as somebody that now only loves the game, doesn't have a, doesn't have a particular favorite club, with the exception of one which is in La Liga, but we can't even believe I'm even almost getting it back into this, but Eric Ten Hag being sacked will be the worst thing, the worst thing for Manchester United. Again, Eric Ten Hag is still trying to get this team, you know, moving, you know, trying to get in the in the right direction. And we all knew that one season wasn't going to wasn't going to cut it. Now, he did win one title last season. I only I wish they would have somehow win the FA Cup, but unfortunately it did not happen. Eric Ten Hag being sacked again, it's it's stupid to even think about, like cuz all those supporters on on X, formerly known, formerly known as Twitter, but you know, I'm still going to call it Twitter. It's always going to be Twitter. A lot of them now calling for Eric Ten Hag to be sacked. Really, guys? Are you out of your mind? Seriously? How, how, do, how do those fans not see that sacking Eric Ten Hag is the stupidest thing that could be done by the club right now? But then again, it's, it's the damn Glazers. I mean, don't expect them to make right decisions. How do you not see that Eric Ten Hag being sacked Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. There we go. The adrenaline kicking in, and I and, and I'm 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 running out of air. I'm coughing. Uh, how do again? My question to those fans is: How do you not see that that, that firing ten Eric ten Hog is not only stupid, but it, it doesn't make any sense? Because then again, who the hell's who the hell's who the hell out there is a suitable replacement for that guy? Nobody. Nobody. So, look, Manchester United. I mean. I'm I'm actually gonna have an episode. I'm actually gonna have an episode soon about the Champions League draw. But as we know, we already know the group where Manchester United is. So, and based on one of the opponents in there, Manchester United, they've got to get their damn act together, and they gotta do it quick. Okay, they gotta do it quick. So the fact that after four games, a negative two goal differential for Manchester United is horrible. Conceding seven goals while scoring five times, okay? Five times. And conceding, what was it? Two goals, well, two goals against Tottenham, two goals against Nottingham Forest, and three. So that's six goals in the last three games. 
Well, no, yeah. Six goals in the last three games, yeah. That's not good. That's horrible. And to think that Manchester United, you know, all the hype that was supposedly surrounding this team going into the season, I mean, it's... Well, it's dead right now. I mean, the club is, is in 11th place in the Premier League. Now, I understand that their next game is going to be at home against Brighton. And Brighton is actually a pretty good team right now. Brighton is in 6th place. 3 wins and 1 loss, okay? Scored a total of 12 goals already while allowing 6. And the only two clubs that have scored less goals than, than Brighton are Manchester City and Tottenham, both at 11 goals each. So Brighton, from the looks of it, Brighton have scored the most goal right now in the Premier League. So right now there's the international break because the qualification for the 2024 European Championship Tournament is about to continue. So Manchester United, their next game on Saturday, September 16th at home against Brighton. Before they start off the Champions League four days later, on the road too. It's not looking good for Manchester United moving forward. It's never an easy road. But they've got to get it together. They have got to get it together. The fact that they're in 11th place now. And a negative 2 goal differential. And again, a disoriented team with no motivation. This is unacceptable. This is completely embarrassing. Manchester United has to do something about it. And if they are to do something about it, they gotta do it quick. They gotta do it quick. Because I did that episode against Tottenham, I probably said the same thing, but you know what? Now the situation is even more dire. Manchester United, get your act together for God's sake. Your reputation lives on it, but so does the reputation of the freaking game. It all depends on it. Reputations are at stake here. Not only seasons, not only futures, but reputations. Not only for the players of the club, not only for the club itself, not, not only for the future history of this club, but for the reputation of the sport of football itself. When a team with an amazing amount of talent like Manchester United is an absolute embarrassment, that right there is completely unacceptable. Eric Ten Hag, you've got to do something about it. You gotta get your squad together. You guys need to resolve the issues. And again, not only this is not only on Eric Ten Hag, this is on the entire team. Manchester United, this right now is all on you, and you need to do something about it. And you have to do it now. So Manchester United, get to work for the love of God. Get to work already. Get it right. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Please do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button, and please be sure that you hit the notification bell, because I want to know for sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. And tune into the next episode as I bring in two unique soccer experts to recap the draw of the Champions League group stage. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you know somebody that loves football and they are looking for the greatest football podcast in the history of the world, I ask you please have them subscribe to this show. Anybody that you know that loves football, 
into the Net FC is the show for them. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen, and God bless. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.